Hey guys, Molly here. And Dennis here. Welcome to our stories. Today we have Bo, the crowd killer here. How's everybody doing? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a fun show for you guys today. Oh, fuck. What up, guys? So, we got Bo chilling with us. Um, Bo and I have gotten pretty close, I think, as friends and stuff. So, this is going to be a good time. uh, (laughs) So, um, let's start with some questions. You Uh, said you had a question for him. Yeah, I do have a question. I'm going to start with a ridiculous question for you, Bo. Um, If you're going to give dating advice to a 16-year-old, what would you tell him? Oh, shit. (laughs) First off, don't play the jealousy bullshit. You know what I mean? It is what it is. If people like your vibe, they're going to like your vibe. If the chick likes you, she's going to like you. If she's going to be fucking around, then whatever. That ain't the chick for you. You figure it out. Jealousy is the number one thing that will ruin every relationship that you will ever come across. So, fuck that. Yeah, I agree with that. That is a good answer. Jealousy will kill you. So, there's no point in being jealous. If you need to be jealous over somebody, you might as well just find somebody else you shouldn't have to be jealous with. Exactly. So, yeah. So, what made you decide to start doing the whole rapping stuff? Well, I've been doing... To be honest with you, my first juggalo homie, his name is Nick, but he goes by Scrub Son. He was the first cat that I ever met that, like, I've always listened to ICP and shit. I've always been a juggalo, but I've never met another juggalo, you know? When I was 13 in middle school, I met him, and he would, that was his thing. He would just, he was always writing rhymes, you know? But... It never, we never really went anywhere with it. We just always had rhyme books full of shit, you know, and lost them so much. And then as time went on, I just continued on with it because I can catch a beat like that. Like, you can put on any beat of anything that you want to, and I can put any one of my songs to it and make it catch to it and sound good. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know how. It just happens, you know. And so the time that I've done and everything, like, like I just sat there and was writing all day and it just got better and better and better and then when I got out this last time uh, January of 2020 I was I was over it you know like fuck I finally grew up I was like alright I need to make a life now and then got with my wife and uh, I ended up with the cancer and I didn't know if I was going to die I ended up with stage 4 lymphoma and it was like a super rare form of it it was like I can't remember the specific name of it but it was a T-cell enriched B-cell lymphoma like I've never been through surgery or anything in my life ever I've never broken a bone nothing and then went through five surgeries in three days like oh, got shit. sliced open and had a drain tube hanging out my gut I was laying on my couch for a week they were fucking pumping me full of anything and everything I was taking Percocets like there was no tomorrow because I didn't, when I came out of the first surgery, <laughs> I came out and I was still like loopy as shit. And they, uh, I told them, I was like, painkillers. I was like, I need something. And she said, fentanyl. And I said, fuck that. Like, yeah. I remember, I remember saying <clears throat> that while I was in and out of coming out of surgery from the fucking anesthesia. I was like, fuck that. 
and then she brought up morphine. I was like, no. I was like, look, you probably only got a couple arsenals in your fucking pill set back there that I didn't get high on when I was a kid. You know what I mean? She said Percocet, and I don't like heroin. I don't do that shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I was like, all right, yeah. And then I smoke pop, man. So I don't like taking pills. It didn't. I don't like that effect. So I just completely stopped doing that and was smoking weed and they they were trying to tell me it was sarcoma at first. And that's like the worst of the worst, like six months and mm-hmm. But my oncologist hit him back up. The surgeon was like, nah, dude, this kid's like 27 years old. I'm not going to tell him he's going to die before he's fucking 28, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they went back, tested again, came back with the lymphoma. So we went through, started going through uh, chemo and everything. And still at that point, like, it was still like a hit or miss whether I was going to make it or not. So I got married, you know, mm-hmm. and I wanted my my wife to be able to ride my coattails for the rest of her life. Yeah. And so I started doing, like, got him plugged in with Control Beats at the time. Mac Dillon, that's my dog. I fucking love him. You know what I mean? Because he, anytime that I went in there, he always did me right, you know, and any time that I had to call off or whatever because I didn't have the money or anything else, you know what I mean, like, he always did me solid, but we started going through recording some shit, like, I did a few songs over there, and it just took off, you know, and then mm-hmm. I got set up with the My Afton, it's some, I don't know, some, like, sort of, they did a show, but they were promoting the show at the Shredder, and so oh, okay. I got put on that, and then, so I that show was pretty badass, man, because I fucking, um, I just got done frying like 10 hours the night before, you know, so I'm still kind of just chilling, hanging out. People are coming in. I thought I was going up first, and there was like barely anybody there. So I was like, fuck this, like, I'm not, you know, that's not, I'm not going to do my first show for just a couple people, you know? Yeah. And then, so some other people started going up. I'm hanging out, and I'm like, all right, cool. And then, like, the place started filling up. There's like, 150, 200 people in there, you know? Oh and I was like, God. oh, shit, dude. <laughs> so I was like, all right, Ty. And it, I was just, I wasn't nervous. I had noticed that about myself. Like, I was not nervous. I just felt like I was in a fucking place full of my homies, and they all wanted to hear my fucking, hear me talk some shit on the mic, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, fuck it. And got up there and XO was the doorman and he fucking would he as soon as I started rapping he come up and started videoing it and then he told everybody and then he hit me up and was like yo come be my hype man on this Afro Man show I got you All right. and that's how you ended up on the Afro Man show that's crazy fucking that's cool fucking having fun you know yeah like I was just riding everything you know what I mean and fucking yeah dude I like that dude he's cool people cool yeah, XO is the last guy we interviewed, which was yeah. last week's episode. Yeah, he's pretty so calm. But as to your question, <coughs> sorry, I went off on that whole. No, thing. that's no, fine. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die, man. So I wanted my words to be remembered. That is my only fear in this life is to not be remembered. So I want to be remembered. You know yeah. what I mean? And so that was it. Like, I'm okay. Make some noise before I go. And now that I beat that shit and I'm fucking kicking ass, it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make some fucking noise now. And yeah. Everybody's gonna know who I am. I'm gonna be a fucking legend without a heaven. Yeah, so 
I have to say, Bo is extremely talented. Uh, and yeah. Me and Molly both, I think, really like how good he is yeah. and quick he is at uh, spitting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you are dope, you, yeah. dude. So, so yeah, we love. I love your shit. Your your songs that you do, it's pretty good. Thank you. So yeah, yeah. Be, today, sorry, I'm I'm a little stoned. I keep on like as I'm talking, I'll be looking at the computer like I'm supposed to be talking to someone. Like the, the people <laughs> who are be listening to this or looking at the mic, you know, <laughs> like you're talking to the mic. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> no, you're good. Dude. <laughs> I got these two sitting here like, hey, eyes up here, and I'm like, that's okay. Dennis just stares at the computer the whole entire time. Boy, he's got to. He's got to make sure everything is. Yeah, I monitor the waveform because I try to watch for when we do see feedback so uh, we can fix it before it ruins the whole podcast. (laughs) True. um, But, anyways, uh, the next question what should we ask? Look at me, it's your turn. <laughs> oh, is it my turn? Okay, so yeah. what inspired you guys to start doing this? What inspired us to start doing a podcast? Mm. Yeah. Well, well about, about, like, our stories. Like, what inspired you guys to do that? You know what I mean? Because memories are everything. That's yeah. really all we have. Yeah. You know? It's the shit that makes us feel good, that makes it, you know, that we learn from everything, you know? When mm-hmm. I reconnect with somebody... <clears throat> It's like, damn, dog, I'm sitting there hanging out with them. Like, you remember this time, remember that time. Memories are everything. Mm-hmm. So what made you guys think of doing that? So we actually had talked about it last summer while we were at Lake Wool. And uh, he was like, I just want to, I want something out there. I want I want us to have something out there. And he's like, what could we do? He's like, I keep thinking about doing YouTube. And I'm like, well, why don't we do a podcast? And he was like, hmm. What would we do on the podcast? And I told him, I was like, let's just talk about shit that's happened to us. And I was like, you know, you he he's always wanting to do like the YouTube and do like a gas station stories type thing. Like he's talked about it for a long time that he wants to do that. And so that's what made me think like, well, we could just talk about our stories. You could talk about your gas station stories. I can talk about things that happened to me. And we also decided, you know, we want it to be more of an uplifting and like funnier type podcast because i like the positivity um but yeah what do you think like what's your so that's pretty much how it came about i mean for a long time i wanted to do like youtube content i tried for a little bit to do like these little skits and put them out but they weren't that great they were pretty cheesy (laughs) except for the one i came Um, up with it was pretty good mandal was the one that everyone liked and molly actually came up with that one it was her idea um and then we wrote it sat down and like actually wrote it together and then well kind of you were more of the word genius on writing i was just telling you what the idea was molly's more of a plot maker um so then we filmed that but uh anyways it was really hard to get people to volunteer especially because i didn't have it's not like i had a budget i could pay actors so um it was hard to get people to volunteer to come and like be in these little skits and stuff so that didn't last very long or work out very well and so then i thought well i wish there's something else i could do on there but not sure because i'm not the type of person that wants to just do youtube about me like all these other youtubers you know what i mean i don't want to just put myself on youtube and you know talk about myself i or you know i want to actually like film and produce content like some type of content like either like saturday night live kind of or 
um, you know, just something really. I just wanted some kind of content out there. So yeah, so that's exactly pretty much how it came about because I wanted to put some kind of content out there. Molly came up with the idea of starting to do a podcast. So then we talked about it for a long, a long time. time. We talked about doing a podcast for probably a year. Um, well, no, because we just started it, and we were talking about it last well, summer. Well, last summer, so I guess, but, so not quite a year, but for like several months. Yeah. Well, and, and then, then when, you bought the, when you bought the mics, we literally just had them sitting for, what, a couple months? Yeah, so, yeah, and I, I bought both of these microphones so we could start doing it, and then and we then, just let them sit around for two months and didn't even start the podcast. <laughs> well, and then one day I woke up, and I was like, let's fucking do our podcast. I was like, let's just do it. And so he was just like, well, we need to come up with a whole idea and plan. I'm like, okay, fine. We can do that. But I want to do the podcast. I want to start it now. I'm tired of waiting. And it was more so for me just to encourage myself to do that because, like, I don't like being, like, the center of attention or anything like that. I like to be the one that's not there and, like, almost invisible. Not because, like, I don't want to be out there. It's more so I just am afraid because... I have really bad, like, social anxiety, and, um, so, because of him and doing everything with, like, the shows and stuff, and I started going with him, and I started actually talking to people, which is not like me at all. I hide away all the time, because I'm just afraid of what they're thinking, which is stupid to even feel that way, but, um, I just decided, you know what, after doing that, and I was able to talk to people with no problem, I was like, okay, I'm ready for this shit now, like, I want to try this, I want my word out there, like, you know, I want to be remembered too, you know, so that's why I decided to do that. Yeah, when you said, I want to be remembered early, Bo, that's kind of how we are, we want, we want to leave, like, a legacy behind, you know, and, you know, I want to build a media company, because I want, ultimate goal is to leave it to my children, and hope, you know, that they'll be okay for the rest of their lives and leave something to them that's actually profiting and doing well um but if they decide that that's not the path they want to take you know because i might never try to push that on them either because they might not be want to be uh involved in that industry you know they might want to do something else with their life so if that ends up happening then hopefully i will have somebody i can trust that i can leave it to whenever i leave and it'll you know still be my legacy but um but really i mean i just media intrigues me and creating creating media and putting media out there and and making something and then knowing that you're the one that created it is an amazing feeling and uh it's something that i could see myself doing for the rest of my life and not getting tired of you know rather than a different job you know because i mean it's still work to go like to these shows and stuff i've been filming you know but it's a good time like i enjoy it because with people i care about and i'm doing something that you know i enjoy doing and so um yeah, we we want to turn Demons Digital Media into a big company and quit our full-time jobs and do that full-time, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's our and goal. And it's becoming a reality, you know. I've gotten to work with Afro Man, now I've gotten to film Spice One. I'm going to get to work with DJ Clay coming up. Yeah, um, this shit's going to be... Yeah, dude, I got an interview and everything with DJ Clay planned, and uh, so it's going to be amazing. Um, so I'm really excited about the future. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, that's... Kind of where the podcast come from. I could talk forever. I know. (laughs) This is supposed to be about Bo, not about us. (laughs) You're good. You're good. How I feel about that, though, because I was thinking about you guys were talking about the remembering thing. Like, that's, I fucking, that is probably, I will say, hands down, my favorite thing about life is the memory. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I fucking love it, man. And just 
thinking about it, like, that's the whole point of this music shit, you know? Everybody else, well, not, I can't say everybody else, but most people, they're doing it for money, you know, they're doing it for, to help their to help their people, to get the mom out of the ghetto, whatever it is that they're doing, you know? And then there's some of them that are doing it to be remembered, but they're all doing it for the wrong purpose. They're all trying to be remembered for the wrong purpose, and... and I went super psychedelic one night, you know, and I figured it out, man. Like, if you think about it, I'm not very religious, but I am spiritual, you know what I mean? But I'm an Odinist because to me, it, it makes more sense in my soul to be polytheistic, you know, but I also believe in all the gods. But I believe that they were just men and women like me and you that did what they wanted to do and didn't allow anybody to tell them that they couldn't, you know, and were immortalized for it. And you can think that every god had an origin story and a name and parents and brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. until God came around. I have the utmost respect for that man because after however whatever happened in history... He came along and told two people that he was God of everything. And since then, none of us have tried to be the God of anything. None of us. But we are yeah. made in God's image. That's we it. are made out of, out of we, are, we are gods ourselves. We regenerate. You know, we have powers. People do things. We have talents that people say that they're talents. That's a power, man. You know what I mean? Ever since that man, nobody has ever wanted to be the god of anything. Fuck that. I'm going to be Bobo, the god of want. Not because I give it to you, but because I'll teach you how to do what you want to get what you want. If you always do what you want in life, you'll never be unhappy. And if there is something that is starting to make you feel bad, don't do it. Yeah. You know? Like if you got, it's simple as this and I don't, it's just... A situation. Let's say you guys are beefing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You guys are fighting or whatever. And it's for whatever reason. And you're just like, fuck, I don't like you. Every person goes through it. I don't like fucking doing this shit. You go, I don't like doing this. I don't want to do this shit. Then fucking don't. Just stop and be like, alright, fuck. I don't want to do that. I'm going to go do what I want to do. You know? Yeah. Figure out whatever it is that you want to do and immediately your whole fucking attitude changes because you just went to go do what you wanted to do with something that made you happy. Yeah. All of a sudden you don't feel bad anymore. You only feel good. Yeah. And the have to in life. Take the have to out of anything. Nobody ever has to do anything for anybody. You don't have to do anything for nobody. Not your kids. Not nobody. There's no purpose to this shit. Your parents, did you give birth to them saying that they were going to grow up to be this, 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 and this, and this is how their life was going to go? Fuck no. Hell no. Your parents didn't do the same thing for you, and neither their parents before them and their parents before them. This life has no purpose. We make our own motherfucking purpose out of it. Yeah. Your kids become your purpose. Your wife, your husband becomes your purpose. Your family becomes your purpose. Your job, your fuck. That shit becomes the purpose that you, whatever you turn your purpose of life into. But there is no fuck, there's no reason to any of this shit. There's none. 
Yeah, that's all an- it is is just for us to be here and do what we want to do until we move on, you know? Yeah. And moving on, death, that next level, all that is, when you hear about ghosts, when you see people, when you, those, those are the people who ascended. Those are gods, but just people that were never remembered or immortalized for it, yeah. you know? But they're still, they're still on here, they're still here, just like in a different level. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's all, think about it, that's all life is all about, is leveling up. You level up from being a kid, learning shit, you know what I mean? You level up going through school, all that other shit, you know, it's like a, vi- it's, it is, it's like a video game. That yeah. you're fucking leveling up through the whole time. But as soon as you get stuck in the simulation of fucking, I have to do this, I have to do, do that, I have to work to pay my bills, I have to, fuck that. An earthworm has more rights in this world to fucking live than I do. I work to pay to live. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We are the only species on this planet that works to pay to live here. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes no sense. None whatsoever. Because nobody should own anything, really. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be honest. If you want to go stay on a piece of land, you should and, be able to. And if somebody has recognized and other people are starting to recognize, okay, that's, that's where they live. Yeah. That's where Bobo stays. Okay, that's cool. Whatever. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if somebody is ballsy enough to come through, and if they can take it from me, it's yours. Yeah. That's how it used to be. But then people start monopolizing shit. Why the fuck can I not just put my finger in a light socket and turn my house on? I have more energy in my body than a fucking power plant does. Yeah. That thing will die eventually. That thing, you unplug it, and it doesn't work. But me, I'm going to keep on going until I die. Mm-hmm. I have that never end. Why is that? Why can't we do that? Why am I having to pay for energy when I have limitless and it's all around us? Yeah. And I'm having to pay for that shit. Yep. To pay for water? The fuck? I know. It sucks. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Who, where did we go wrong? Yeah. yeah. I, th- I agree that we should have a way better system than money governing everything. You just know what do, I mean? If everybody just so. did what they wanted to do, everything would be fine. Straight up. If everybody did what they wanted to do, because think about it. Somebody wants to do something bad, there's going to be one or more other people that are going to want to keep them from doing what they want to do. Yeah. You know? Literally, that's how it works. I could sit right here in this chair if I wanted to and never move. Just sit here, stay with you guys, you know what I mean, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just sit right here. If that's what I absolutely wanted to do, unless if you guys wanted me to... Unless if you guys wanted me out of here more than I wanted to be here. You know what I mean? Straight up. Like, that's how everything works. That's how it all works, dude. But I've never thought about it like that. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah, you know? I've never thought but. about it like that. That's really cool. So now we have old dudes up in the fucking sitting in chairs that all of a sudden they get to decide what we want. No, nobody's going to ever decide what I want to do. Nobody's going to ever decide that I want to work. Yeah. I want to work because I want to work because it makes me feel good or it's because mm-hmm. I want to help somebody out. Yeah. But fuck that. I ain't trying to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to take a break. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, that's all I do is work because, I mean, you have kids and then you have to no, pay see, for the house and see, food and you have see, to take care of them. See, and then there's so, that have to. But that's because that's uh-uh. the way our country uh-uh. is, you know. Uh-uh. I mean? Take the have to out of it. You yeah. wanted to get a house, right? Well, yeah, we want to live in a house. We definitely don't exactly. want to live on the street. So it wasn't so, a have to thing. You wanted to do that. So you did the things that you wanted to do to get the things that you want. Yeah. yeah. So you wanted to go to work to make that money that you wanted. Obviously, well, you didn't. Well, obviously, you. Obviously, we wanted you to make the money. We didn't want to go to work to make. Bro, it. but you told. <laughs> them, but that's how you have to trick yourself. Yeah. That's how you listen. That's how you have to change that. That's how you pull yourself out of the simulation, bro. Straight up, take have to out of the fuck out of life and put want to into it, because then you will never feel bad about doing anything. Unless if it does start to make you feel bad, then you just don't do it and do the, what you want to make you feel good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Straight yeah. up, man. If We're you take half to out of it, because if you, <laughs> just how you told yourself, you know, okay, so let's say, let's say I'm starting out, right? Let's say I just started having a kid, which I don't, I can't have any after cancer, but anyways, let's say I was just starting out, you know what I mean? And it was like, fuck, now I got it. I have to get another job. I had to get two jobs because my wife's going to be sitting there with the baby and this and that. I have to get a better house. No. That's what stresses you out. That's what fucking makes all of this an obligation, what makes life death. We wake up in the morning, think about it all. I, I heard about it on Facebook, man. You awake in the morning to go make an earning through your undertaking throughout the weekdays and during the weekend is when you take you know what I mean is when you make it like everything feels worth it yeah so awake is what awake like two separate words excuse me is a ceremony for the dead morning is what people are in when they're mourning for the dead you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. you you go throughout the weekdays to go take an undertaking which is your job mm-hmm. you know various jobs of undertakings various undertakings you know what I mean what's another word for a, a gravekeeper is an undertaker mm-hmm. yeah. you know <laughs> and then the weekend is like there was something about the weekend and the weekdays but I can't remember it it's like somewhere we went wrong you know somewhere somebody wanted something more than all of us <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden here we are you know like but that's why i'm telling you i figured it out like i've been struggling and i've been stressing you know but everything that i've been doing is everything that i've wanted to do everything true and i've never felt like i've had to do anything i even told my wife like look check this out man I'm young, I'm good looking, you know, I can walk mainline in prison and out here, I can, I'm rapping, I'm doing all this shit, you know, there's gonna be chicks that are gonna be coming around, I'm too good looking of a dude to subjugate myself to jacking off in a bathroom because I feel like I have to be faithful to you, no, hell no, if I got those chicks coming around, you know what I mean, you should already know that you're my bitch. You should already know that you're my wife. That at the end of the day, who, where am I at? In bed. Who am I? Like, why am I going to work for to pay the bills for to make sure that we have a house and all that other shit? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my woman. You know. Yeah. 
all that other shit. It's just something I want to do, man. It's, yeah. it's just fun. I'm like, sex, it's cool. You know, it's yeah. fun. It's something that I want to do. It makes me feel good. It makes me happy, you know? And like I said, I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm, I don't, no. I'm not going to go, for, like, close myself off to go think about other women like that. Yeah. And they're going to be coming around, and I'm just, you know? So it's like, I told her, like, this is the thing. This is what I want, you know? Like, this basically an open relationship. And mm -hmm. it's, I haven't even messed around with anybody since then. It's just that I took that fucking, burned it off my shoulders. Like, look, dude, this is who I am. If you don't like it, if you don't like me and what I want to do and the shit that I want to do to make me happy and you don't want me to be happy, there's the door, you know? But since then, it's been peaches and cream with our relationship besides, like, the normal bullshit stress of fucking feeling like you have to fucking pay the bills. Like, I have to have rent. The only thing that I'm really even tripping on is because I'm on parole. Like, if I just say fuck it and go buy a van and live out of that bitch and not pay anybody anything to live anywhere ever again... I don't know if they're going to like that, but I really don't care, you know? I got less than a year and a half on parole, and I've done six years in prison already. If I go back to prison, I'll take any one of you back in there with me, and I'll show you I'm a fucking living legend in that bitch. I'm the only juggalo to ever walk mainline in that motherfucker and still get tattoos and do everything and be one of the homies. Like, send me back. Send me back, please. I don't have to worry about this shit for a year. Fuck, send me back. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm gonna do what I wanna do and nobody's gonna tell me that I can't. As soon as you take the have to out of it, stressing nothing. Nothing. Fucking A, man. Yeah. Nothing. You do what you wanna do to make money. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. That's true. You, sure. you, you choose to do what you're doing. Yeah. You, so, and if you wanna change it, you have to choose to do something different. Yeah. So, yeah, that is true. That's a good perspective. I don't ever really <laughs> say I have to do anything. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, that's true. Molly and I have talked about um, selling everything and getting rid of everything and just getting, like, a motor home and traveling around and quitting our jobs and just driving around the motor home and freaking what we're filming for. shows and, you know, it's selling merchandise and we're, stuff. We're mammals, right? Yeah. yeah, mammals fucking migrate in herds and shit. That's what we're supposed to do, but yet we stay established in these fucking countries and shit. It's like, no, dude, we're supposed to be moving with the rest of the fucking animals too. You mm -hmm. know, that's what uh, that's what all of our ancestors did. They all just went around the world with the fucking animals and followed the heat, dude. That's what all of us did. And all of a sudden, we just started stopping and started, oh, okay, well, day and night. We go to work during the day and stay asleep at night. No, fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's why somewhere, somebody, some smart motherfucker. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out, though. Yeah. <laughs> I will figure it out one day. <laughs> just you want something else to drink? Oh, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. Sweet. So, 
what would be your dream tour? I've asked this to a bunch of people already, so I'll ask you what would be your like dream tour, like music tour. Dream tour? Yeah, like who you would like to like go on tour with the most and like he would be your like lineup. Fucking, like a lot. You know what? Because only because it it it'll never happen again. But I hope it does. I really hope it does. I would like to see a, a fucking psychopathic riders tour. That would be. I would love to open up for that. Cause that's ICP, Twisted, Blaze, ABK, and fucking Boondocks all together on the stage and that's everybody that I have fucking listened to and idolized and fuck I know their names I know where they're from I know what schools they went to like I fucking idolize those dudes and then to get them all up on stage together and to open up with them motherfuckers woo that'd be sick but everybody's beefing now for whatever bullshit I don't care I grew up in prison so none of this fucking shit that goes on in the music it, any of the industries whether here or there or whatever like I don't know none of these people I don't know Heather I don't know XO I don't know I barely even know fucking TK you know what I mean I know yeah. I knew you for a little bit you know what I'm saying like but all these other artists and all yeah, I don't know them and I don't know what they're capable of I don't know who they are I don't know who they affiliate themselves with and none of it means anything to me we went on tour with the Afro Man tour. And the only reason why I bring this up is because of how I'm saying this and because of why I would love to see this show. We went on that Afro Man tour at Twin Falls neighborhood banks. He was playing security for us, right? Yeah. And that man had been on that show for two nights with us already playing security. He had no money, no food, no drink, no smoke, no nothing nothing and nobody even knew that and at Twin Falls I asked him if he wanted to have somebody take a break for him so we could go smoke a joint we went out to my car me and him and my brother were fucking deaf and we sat out in the car we were talking and he told us that I was like you haven't been paid yet nothing and he was like nah man I was like fuck that I had $20 in my pocket and it was supposed to be my gas to get my brother back home the next morning for fucking work and I gave him a fucking $10 bill I had two fives and a ten and I gave my tank and he was like oh for real and I was like yeah homie I was like you've been doing this shit for us I was like ninjas gotta eat like do your thing you know what I mean fuck yeah I was like I wish I could give you the rest of it but I, I gotta get home you know and fucking and I get treated the way that I get treated for whatever reason I don't care anyways so what I'm saying I would love to see that is because this whole fucking generation now of juggalos they're trying to split themselves off into ninjas and juggalos and Fuck that. I'm old school. I may be young, but I'm old school, man. I would love to see all of them old-ass, dusty motherfuckers up on stage fucking tripping over mic cords and fucking dropping the words because they're high on coke or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, that would be sick as fuck, man. And when they come, they're always all ragged up from down to the fingers. Everything. They're all <laughs> gay rags everywhere. Just so because when they did Psychopathic Riders, they fucking took a whole bunch of people's beats and did their shit and started doing shows and they had different names and shit so that way they could never get caught for it. They had to set up a different record label for it and everything. You know what I mean? Still put the Hatchet Man on there, but it wasn't ICP. 
it was these dudes, you know? And yeah. fucking bro, it was sick. And that's why they were always ragged up, so that way you can never get any fucking description of who they were, you know? You can never tell except for the voice. Yeah. It's like, fucking fuck you. Somebody distorted that to make it sound like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would love to be on that tour, man. That'd be cool. Obviously, it would never happen, so definitely a twisted tour. I mean, I love ICP and everything, but I'm about ready to open up for Ouija Mac this year. Fucking Axe Murder Boys, you know what I mean? I went yeah. to Juggalo Weekend this year. That shit was sick. Got an ear infection from how much Fago I had in my face, dude. Uh, it was tight. Five tabs of acid and two grams of chocolate covered mushrooms standing front row the fucking dude. Uh, <laughs> That's how Fago Drift came about. The song Fago Drift. Mm. It says it fucking five, uh, straight to the face by some legend wet paint. Don't give a fuck what you think of Jack, uh, Jake and Jake. Jack and Jake and AZ for that juggle day with a homie Big Red to keep the night in pace. Yeah. Five tabs, two grams to the brain. The traces were intense as soon as the clown stepped on the stage. And then they came up, some other dudes were up there and they fucking, he went by acetone. He's actually going to be here this month on the 20th up in Idaho Falls. And I'm really thinking about going up. Because I told him, man, hey, Nick, it's time you're in Idaho, motherfucker. Come and show us. Come over and I'll show you how those clowns get down. And because him and his people were up there, they fucked up the whole time. Like their Osborne was fucked up or something. I don't know, whatever. And they were just <coughs> sucking. And they opened up for Ouija Mac. And they were just fucking sucking. So it was like, or not Ouija Mac, it was Shaggy's little brother. And... Me and fucking Rojo started the You Fucked Up chant. You know what I mean? 1,200 juggalos on that bitch. You fucked up. You fucked up. That shit was so sick. And his chick started getting pissed off at me. And so fucking he was coming over. He's like, yeah, fuck Twisted, right? And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, fuck you, man. And I started shaking that thing and I, like the barrier. I was like, fuck you, bitch. I came to party, dog. What's this? Fuck you. Fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Like, just rap, motherfucker. Yeah. And it was pissing me off. And this chick called me up on stage. You ain't got to tell me twice. You know what I mean? I hopped the barrier, hopped up on stage, faced the whole crowd, and said, fuck these bitches. And it was fucking, nobody said nothing or anything. I was like, fuck you, man. I was like, twisted the reason why we're fucking here with our faces painted, too. And it took four of them to push me off the stage. And then all these older jugglers were fucking giving me dabs and all that other shit. And I came around into a whole pit of clowns. Every single one of them looking at me. I said, anybody wants to say fuck twist in my present, I'll fucking, I'm right here, bitch. Come fight me. You know what I mean? Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Clown on, man. Don't fuck with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, I made such a statement in Arizona. Such a statement. Yeah. It was fucking tight. You know what I mean? That's why I would love, I would, I, I see myself, I see myself in TK, and TK Studios and our fucking, the whole crew and everything, because every juggalo that is in our crew is the same mind frame, you know what I mean? Fuck this beef shit, like we grew up listening to all of them, we got love for all of them, fucking this is what's up, we're going to all their shows, you know what I mean? Doesn't matter spitting songs about both of them in the, you know what I mean doing shit with both I fucking got features with Lex the Hexmaster and we're bringing DJ Clay you know what I mean that's psychopathic and fucking M.A.E. they don't fuck with each other you know mm-hmm. so it's like 
I see myself in TK and the whole TK studio shit because I've already said it. That's a Northwest psychopathic. We're gonna make it that shit. TK's fucking brand. We'll be, I will brand somebody with that someday, just to make sure that it is some psychopathic shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. That I feel like that is going to bring the underground back together, especially the fucking the juggalo scene, because that's my lane. That's my demographic. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so that's I've I know who I am and I know where I'm going. But I'm always down to fuck with other people on track. You know, I'm always down to I do I'm versatile. I like to sing, I like to fucking you know what I mean, rap, all that shit. You should hear the music that I'm listening to throughout the oh yeah. People I get weird ass looks when I'm listening to the temptations and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love it, bro. I just as long as the beat is right, oh, yeah, it's like turns me on, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we listen to all kinds of music ourselves, not just rap. You know, we listen to rock and like she's got the pop and stuff. She I, listens to country. I, I mean, I literally listen to everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have a playlist um, through YouTube that I use, and it's literally got all of those. Yeah. And when I hit shuffle, it'll be like a rap song. Then all of a sudden, there's a country song. Yeah. And it's like literally all in one day. And that's how I am. I love music. Every song that I have is nostalgic for some purpose. Every song on my playlist is nostalgic for some purpose. Mm -hmm. It makes me remember something. Yeah, that's kind of how I am too. I fucking love it, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's my shit. I don't know. Yeah. So, do you have any questions? I... Before um, that you thought of? No, it's just like the same ones I've been asking everybody else. <laughs> it's harder to think of different questions for everybody all the time. It is. Especially ones that pertain specifically to like well, their music I'm, and stuff like that. I'm just so. going to ask him this question. And even though I asked Izzy, I'm going to ask him. So if you could own any exotic animal, what would you what would you get? A lemur. A lemur? Yeah. Oh, man, that's really <clears> fast. It's either that or a hyena. A hyena? Yeah, hyena's a fucking huge. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, bro. I want a hyena super bad. Everybody (laughs) thinks that they're just like little dogs. No, they're not. Those things are like as tall as us. Yeah. They're huge. They're fucking huge, bro. (laughs) Yeah. I would love to have a hyena, but a lemur, and the only... The reason why that was such the quick one, <laughs> and it's probably the one that I would go for, is because of the old cartoon on PBS, Zabumafu. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I fucking grew up watching that, man. And I, yeah, that that type, yeah, I would love to have a leader, man. And then teach him to roll my joints, so I went on, I didn't do it you know, go to both houses. There's a lemur sitting there, just rolling joints. So we go pile up just joints sitting there. <laughs> also have like those. They're like, they're pygmy monkeys, mm-hmm. like the size of your thumb. Yeah, I've seen those. They're I cute. just feel like I would lose it. Yeah. You know, yeah. You would. I would lose it, or my dog would eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I really want. It's not exotic, but I want a skunk. I'm gonna get a, a skunk. skunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I was actually watching a video earlier about a skunk, and I was like, they're, they're so just, cute. They're just like cats. You gotta mm-hmm. get them when they're babies, though, and de- like take their scent sacks mm-hmm. out of them. Yeah. And they're fucking, they 
just like cats, man. That they're basically a fucking feline. Yeah. Yeah, they're little ferret. 